Hi, and welcome to the next podcast in this series where we will review over chemistry concepts that were covered in class. This podcast can be used to help with homework, review over today's concepts, or to study for an upcoming test. Today's episode will review over the chemical formula and naming of ionic compounds. A classic joke once went, two chemists walk into a bar. The first chemist says, I'll have a glass of H2O. The second chemist says, I'll have a glass of H2O2. The second chemist dies. Well, the second chemist drank hydrogen peroxide, which is deadly if ingested. As you can see, being able to write chemical formulas and use their name in appropriate situations actually might save lives. So today's episode is over chemical formulas and naming compounds. So let's recap. When writing chemical formulas and naming chemical compounds, our first step is to determine the type of compound. Starting with ionic compounds, ionic compounds are composed up of positive ions called cations and negatively charged anions. Think of the plus signs as whiskers of a cat. The overall charge of the compound is neutral because the sum of the positive charges is equal to the sum of the negatives. The chemical formula of ionic compounds doesn't tell us the exact number of ions, but it does show us the ratio between cations and anions. How do we know what type of ion the element forms? To determine this, we have to use our cheat sheet, the periodic table. We can determine the number of valence electrons of an element using the group of the element which it's in. Group 1 contains 1 valence electrons. Group 2 contains 2 valence electrons, group 13 contains 3, group 14 contains 4, and so forth. We discussed that an atom is most stable when they have an electron configuration of that of a noble gas, meaning they have 8 valence electrons. To form an ion, atoms can either gain or lose valence electrons. When we look at group 1 elements with 1 valence electron, it is easier for them to lose one electron than for them to gain seven. Therefore, the alkaline metals form a cation with a plus one charge when they lose that electron. Same holds true for group two and group 13, where it is easier for them to lose two and three valence electrons rather than gain six or five. On the other hand, elements in group 17 with seven valence electrons they find it easier to gain one valence electron rather than lose all seven. Therefore, the halogen group forms anions with a negative one charge when they gain that electron. Same holds true for groups 16 and 15, where it's easier for them to gain two or three valence electrons rather than lose six or five. To form an ion compound with a net charge of zero, we have to have a balanced ratio between cations and anions. For example, if we have sodium plus and chlorine minus, the chemical formula would be NaCl. I need one of each. If I have aluminum 3 plus and oxygen 2 minus, I'm looking for the least common multiple. In this case, it's 6. To get 6 charges each, I would need 2 aluminum 3 plus ions and 3 oxygen 2 minus ions. Therefore, my chemical formula is Al subscript 2, O subscript 3. The subscripts indicate the ratio. For two aluminum cations, there are three oxygen anions. 
The metal ions always come first. No charges are written in the chemical formula since the net charge is zero. It's like playing with Legos. Imagine the oxygen ion as being a two-stud piece and the aluminum ion as a three-stud piece. You want to combine them to form a block with no open studs between the two. Therefore, you will need two of that aluminum piece and three of that oxygen piece. If you have some Legos laying around, give it a try for this. Another trick is the crossing over trick. You can write the two ions, Al3 plus and O2 minus, next to each other. The 3 plus crosses down to the oxygen subscript, and the 2 minus crosses down to the aluminum subscript. Be sure not to include those charges, only the numbers. Because the chemical formula is for ionic compounds, you need to be sure that you have your least whole number ratio. So you will have to check if you can simplify. Now that we know how to write the ionic formulas, let's move on into naming them. To do that, we have to take a closer look at the metals and determine if the metals is in the main group or the transition metal. Transition metals, as well as some post-transition metals, come with a different form with different valence electrons. Iron, for example, can have two valence electrons or three valence electrons. It is important to indicate this because it can affect the chemical properties of the compound formed. Therefore, these ions are named with Roman numerals in parentheses, as well as its name. Iron 2 cation and iron 3 cation. Main group metals are just named with their element name plus cation. For example, sodium cation, magnesium cation. The nonmetal receives an IED at the end. The ion of chlorine is called chloride, oxygen ion is called oxide, nitrogen ion is called nitride. To name the compounds, you are just going to put together the metal ion name and the non-metal ion name. For example, NaCl is sodium cation and chloride. The compound name becomes sodium chloride. Al2O3 is an aluminum cation and an oxide. That chemical compound name is going to be called aluminum oxide. And Fe3N2 is iron 2 cation and nitride. That chemical compound name becomes iron 2 nitride. Make sure you get practice with the transition metals and naming because it can be tricky and quite difficult to get down. Thanks for listening. Coming up next in the podcast series, chemical formula and naming of molecular compounds.